You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back, everyone. Second hour of the program, Sports Central this Saturday afternoon. The text line number 0457 736 736. Happy to take your calls as well. Have your say on the open line 1300 01 1170. Plenty of A-League action, plenty of Premier League action, plenty of NBA action, of course, plenty of NBL action. Unfortunately for the Sydney Kings, they went down to the 36ers yesterday, 115 to 108. Don't sweat too much, though, Kings fans. Top spot, as you know, already had been secured, which saw... Xavier Cooks rested and a few other stars managed as well. Now they jump on the plane to head west to take on the Perth Wildcats on Sunday. The season is going down to the wire. I think by my last count, eight teams still a chance of making the six. Paul Smith is the Kings chairman and owner. Well, he can happily sit back and watch the other teams beat themselves up in this final scramble. He's on the line right now. I believe from the airport. Paul, good afternoon. Hey, Julian. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm really well. Hey, this is just a loss to the Sixers, uh, everything to play for Adelaide. Xavier Cook's rested. I think DJ and uh, Derek Walton Jr. didn't play after three-quarter time. Do we need to read too much into that loss? No, I don't. Oh, look, you know, well, loss is a loss, and you know, we take a lot of pride in our performance. But, you know, I think it was all going to be put into context of where we're at. And, you know, look, it's a... Now, the old doomsday double, they talk about this road trip, Adelaide on to Perth. It's not the most fun trip. And, you know, look, it certainly has got a different feel when you're sitting securely in first place. And, you know, we certainly had some some chips to play with last night and uh, were able to sort of get through that game unscathed. And one of our guys got a little dinged up, but, you know, that happens. And, you know, we've got to stay focused on the fact that we've got a big game tomorrow against Perth. And that's always a big rivalry for us. And, um, yeah, an important one just to sort of we, you don't want to mess with form too much. You know, yeah. you can't get cute, too cute. You got to you got some rhythm, you got some momentum. You want to keep that going all the way if you can. Oh, momentum is key. We've had a few Brisbane Heat fans say as much. You know, they'll last three weeks ago. They're in a big bash final tonight. Yeah. Uh, always a spicy affair, as you mentioned, when it comes to playing Perth, one of the league's best rivalries. Now, you know, Hutchie's my boss, Paul, as you know, so I've got to be a bit nice to him. But you know, is there a bit of <laughs> something else going on between Sydney and Perth? Well, mate, look, I talk about being nice to Hutchie. At least you're being nice. I've read a few of their comments on their Facebook. It's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, that's okay. They, our fans come after me when we're not doing well either. So it's all right. That's, that's a, no, one's, no one's immune from that problem. But, yeah, look, it's, um, it is. An, yeah, it is. It's a, look, it's, you, know, the, you know, Hutchie and I having a crack at each other or, you know, our management having a crack at each other is, you can argue that's a bit manufactured and, you know, we have a bit of fun with it. There's a bit of tongue-in-cheek on occasions. But, you know, when the flag drops and all the, all the crap stops, it's, we're going to get on with it tomorrow. And, you know, our players, you know, they, they take a look. Now, the Perth-Sydney thing is a real thing. Um, it goes back a long time. And I think it also reaches back to the fact that Perth, for a long, long time, even long before Hutchie's reign, has sort of sort of lauded over the league a bit and lauded yeah. over everyone and yeah. shoved their 35 years of finals down our throat and we've all heard it and all listened to it and, and started to ignore it. And no one was happier than me to see that streak end last year so they could shut up 
and get on with restarting this streak. And they're, they're struggling to get that going, mate. That's the way it looks. <laughs> well, they're clinging on by their fingernails at the moment. This is a beauty as well. It's shaping as a clash of the MVPs. Bryce Cotton, I think Adam Ford, the tight pants coach, said the other day, should be MVP, which is debatable. And, of course, Xavier Cooks, he didn't play against uh, the Sixers again. I mean, posting serious numbers and etching his name in, in the Kings records books. Uh, is he likely to play? Do you think Chase will give him some game time? Oh look, I think so. I look, we, you know, look, that's a that's a decision of the coaching staff and the medical staff. Um, but you know, look, we, I fully expect that he will play, and uh, you know, he's, you know, I think we, uh, you know, Xavier is a competitor at heart. You know, he loves the hoop, and um, you know, restricting him last night, he wouldn't have enjoyed that. You know, and, and certainly watching a loss, and we all came away from that knowing that if we'd have rolled out some troops we might have had a different different um end result on that game but you know i think tomorrow is going to be something we're all focused on and you know guys are on, on their toes and ready to roll it's uh we want to get at it and uh you know unfortunately or unfortunately you know perth fate sort of rests in a few other hands as well but you know we can certainly take control of the situation on sunday at you know 4 p.m eastern when we we take them on and if we can put them to sleep we'll put them to sleep that's what we'll do Talking about Bryce and talking about Xavier, just looking at that calibre of player, you know, I think it's a great testament, Paul, to the NBL and its overall quality. And you know Australia is a sports-loving country, and if anything, sporting success is bound up with our identity. When it comes to cricket and rugby league, AFL and so on, in those sports, we've got the best competitions in the world, right? The NBL, obviously not the NBA. And I just felt that the sport, basketball in this country, had to fight a cultural cringe for a long time, which, which does my head in. But just, you know, you look at the attendances this season, you look at the engagement this season, it is trending upwards. Uh, are we pushing past that, I guess, inferiority complex? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. You know, you can play the, you know, the, the red-headed stepchild a lot and, you know, sort of feel that you're the outsider and those sorts of things. And, and you know, I, I believe that, and certainly from the way we navigate matters as regards to the Sydney Kings, you know, we take a lot of pride in what we do and we believe that we produce a great product and, you know, we earn and and deserve the, the attention of fans to get along and we think we offer great value as an experience. And, you know, there's a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's a, it's a you know, basketball, is it real? Is it, is it an actual thing or is it just a bubble? Basketball, and this is the problem for the other sports. And this is what—it's not about the NBL. It's just that heartbeat, grassroots growth of the game. And it's not association courts and registered players entirely. I'm talking about walking down the street and you see backboards in driveways. You see kids walking down the street with balls in their arm, yeah, you know, under their arm. They've been out playing. Parks are full. You know, it's just a just a, a, a momentum behind the sport, and that's driven by the NBA. That's driven by that whole cultural phenomenon of basketball. And we're riding that wave. And we don't want to screw that up. We want to make sure we get to where we want to get to and we build a momentum. And so from our perspective, we have a huge obligation in Sydney to 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 engage with a fan base. It's not necessarily a Kings fan base, they're a basketball fan no. base. Yeah. We have to engage with them on their terms. And these are the things that cricket doesn't have. These are things that AFL doesn't have or NRL doesn't have. They don't have that cultural touch points that we have in basketball and how we navigate that and how we take advantage of it. That's the art of it. We're learning as we go, but the sheer fact of numbers that are pouring in behind us in terms of attendance and corporate interest and viewership now is off the charts. Something's happening and you can't ignore it anymore. You mm. can't put it down to a bubble. 
the reality is that it's it's moving along. And we've got a long, long way to go as a sport. I don't agree with a lot of the voting elements of the MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, those sorts of things. I think that can be matured. The mere fact that Adam Ford's holding a press conference and talking about basically saying who he voted for, yeah, I just don't think that's appropriate. I, I think that's not in keeping with what we're trying to do, and that's select the best possible players in each of the categories. I love that term, redheaded stepchild. Mark on the panel today is a redhead, and he was very delighted to hear you say that. <laughs> we've, got, we've got a couple. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, you do. A couple of good ones. I mean, Ian Clark, who played the We last... know Angus Glover. Angus Glover is one of the greatest redheaded athletes in Australia. Today. He's a champion. And we spoke to him the other week. Um, he's unbelievable. He's... And look, you know what we're doing? I've, you know, we're, He's from Wollongong. I'm from Wollongong. And I'm desperate to make contact with the Dapto Dogs. Yes. We're looking forward to running a special race meeting yeah. uh, in the off-season. We want to conduct the, the Angus Glover Classic. It's for red dogs only. Okay. <laughs> Got to have to share, get a, get a share in the dogs with the Dapto. We'll have to do an I OB we'll from there, the Paul. Joint. We'll fill the joint. Yeah. The redhead's coming free. Oh, we'll do an OB from there. Uh, to just, we'll make this happen. We'll make this happen. But, you know, Ian Clark. Yeah, Glover Classic. Yeah, who played for you last year. Derek Walton Jr. And I think about... Josh Giddy's success in the NBA, you know, Luke Longley and Andrew Bogut's investment in the Kings. I mean, they're all that lends itself to the credibility of not just Sydney, but the competition and the sport down under. So let me ask you off the back of that. What is your ultimate goal for the Kings, Paul? How big can they get as, as a brand and as an organisation? Well, I think we are Snow White and all the other NBL teams are the seven walls. Yep. So we, we just want to be the biggest. We want to be uh, strong and look, we have a mission statement for our club. We want to be the most respected sports franchise in Australia. It doesn't mean we're the biggest. It doesn't mean we're the winningest or the richest. We want to be respected. And, and if we achieve that, then all the other things will come with it. You know, we'll, have, we'll garner corporate support, community support, fan support, media support. All that will come with it. And it's, it's a journey. It's, you know, look, we, we're not perfect. We make missteps along the way and, you know, the one thing I know about the sports and sports business is never a straight line. There's lots of curves in the in the path, and you know we're getting there. And but you know we, our vision is to, you know, I've got a job to do as an owner. That you know people talk about the former owners, and particularly Mike Robleski, you know, God rest his soul. You know, I've got an obligation. We stand on the shoulders of those that have come before us, and you know my involvement with the club will be for a period of time. It's never, it's not forever. And if we can leave this place, if this club in a better place than when I found it, then we'll have done our job. And right now, we're, we're kind of, we're going okay. But there's that much upside, the ceiling's so high for this sport. Um, and look, we're never going to be a cricket. We're never going to be an NRL. We're never going to be an AFL. We're not going to be that. But we're going to fill that middle territory. There's a lot of middle territory in, in, the, in the sports economy that I think basketball can play a big role in. Hard to disagree. Always generous with your time. Thank you, Paul. All the best on Sunday against the Wildcats, and we'll see the Kings in the finals. And see you at those Dogs, mate. Yeah, All looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I'm serious, mate. I think we can make this happen. We're on. I'm on. I'm telling you, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. We've oh. got to do the Angus Lover Classic. Redheads get in free. Done and Fantastic. done with an SEN outside broadcast. Thank you, mate. Safe travels. Cheers, mate. Bye. There he is, Paul Smith, the owner and chairman of the Sydney Kings.